This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's Worst 250 so you don't have to. My name's Michelle St. Clair. And I'm Abigail Ward. And this week we watched Fat Albert. Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids come to life and step out of their animated inner city Philadelphia world. Let's watch. I'll cut straight to the chase. This week's movie. Finally. No. <laughs> We've been waiting. Where were you when Princess Di died? Pff, I don't want to answer that question. Well, all right. Well, then we I have not the cut straight to the chase. I was in the Paps, baby, getting those sweet photos you and selling the, them for oh, a dime. Paparazzi. Yeah. Well, you if you were with the, with the paparazzi, then maybe you were after her. Yeah. No, I'm definitely the cause of her death. Have you heard about that Geelong mayor called Daryl Lyons, who like has a fake what? six pack that he got you like- just said like five words I didn't understand. <laughs> the Geelong mayor. There was a Geelong oh, mayor. Oh, the mayor of Geelong. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, his name was Daryl Lyons. He had like a pink mohawk. He had okay. a fake, he's like a barrel of a man, but he got a six pack almost like, I think he's a fake six pack that was put onto his body like i don't know how okay, but it's like okay. chiseled onto his fat belly and then it turns he used to be like a paparazzi he was part of the press and he was he was at the scene of diana's death and took photos of the crash and he's like if sold he, them for millions if of he dollars. was at the scene he did it right well, he's a bad guy like, like <laughs> diana's death is <laughs> like given how she died if he <laughs> was a paparazzi who was there yeah. he did it yeah I, <laughs> that, that's yeah. not that that's like saying, like, yeah, I was at the JFK assassination. I saw him right through the, my scope on the grassy knoll. It was crazy. <laughs> but you were about to say that anyone that was at that parade was involved oh, yeah, in the assassination. Everyone who said they were there, they were in on it. <laughs> but this guy is absolutely fucking nuts. And um, anyway, um, I'm like him. Wow, that's great. I was going to ask you about cartoons, but yeah, this works too. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, to cut right to the chase, but genuinely this time, uh-huh. you know, this week's movie is based on a cartoon. What's your relationship? Did you watch a lot of cartoons growing up, huh? What's what's your deal? I, what's going on? I didn't. I just watched whatever was on Channel 7. Toast TV, I think cha- I thought was Channel great. 10 was chose Toast TV. I mean, I, I would watch either ABC or my mom, despite being a not particularly well-off single mother, knew how to prioritize, mm. and she had Foxtel for non-australian listeners is our equivalent of like having cable yeah we i didn't have foxtel growing up so it really Mm. limited what i could watch i had to go to my grandma's to watch foxtel and every time i was like is spongebob squarepants on and then i would watch it being like this is great (laughs) you you said it exactly like that (laughs) hello grandmother is spongebob SpongeBob squarepants on (laughs) what i would do this was my routine i'd walk into my grandma's and say hi grandma and then i'd grab a can of pringles out of her cover because she always had pringles sure and then i'd go sit in one of her recliners and i would put on spongebob square pants and basically watch it for three oh. hours until i had to go home i would go see my grandma and if digimon was on i would watch that instead Huge. um but my mom knew that like 50 bucks a month was cheaper than paying for a babysitter so it was way easier for her to get foxtel mm. i remember my grandma like complained to my parents being like she leaves pringle crumbs all over my recliner and then i had to eat pringles a lot more carefully when i would watch spongebob oh well you always complain that when i eat chips i, I distribute crumbs everywhere maybe yeah, i just needed a more forceful grandma you use your hand like a shovel michelle it's like listeners i want you to imagine don't, like look at your hand don't embarrass me in this way and then 
glue all of your four fingers that aren't your thumb together and think of that like a big shovel that you put into no, a bag no, of chips. No, you're making and it then sound you like it I just scooped them up. The thumb is the, it's Hang still on. a pinching. You do, you use the thumb to pinch a bit, but then you scoop them up. And once it gets to your mouth, you release the thumb so you can just basically push them all into your mouth at once. <laughs> I do admittedly not and eat chips one at a time. <laughs> the crumb dispersion is enormous. I one time, as an experiment, didn't even put the chip in my mouth. I just lifted it up to my mouth. Crumbs everywhere. Crumbs everywhere. I just leave crumbs. I'm a clumsy woman. I, everything I do leaves mess in its wake. What I like about having big boobs is that it's kind of like a crumb collector. It's like a crumb mm. shelf. It's like if I've missed anything, it's right there waiting for me, and I just kind of hoover it up at the end. What I like about having a massive lap is it's like a crumb collector. Thick thighs. <laughs> collects thick th- the crumbs. I do have kind of thick thighs. Mm, so do I. I don't, have, I don't have small thighs. No, I've got thick thighs. For sure. I was thinking that on the way here. I was like, my pants are tied around my thighs, but loose everywhere else. I think people think I have a, a, a big butt, but I don't. It's all the thighs. It's all that sweet thigh. All in the thighs. But luckily, we're living in a decade that has an appreciation for the thighs. Yeah, luckily, this decade coincides with the actual shape of our human bodies. Mm. Although I do hear that heroin chic is coming back into oh. fashion. Low-rise jeans and flat tummies are in now, and let's, it makes me sad. Let's not make certain actual genuine bodies fashion or not fashion. What was it that Kate Moss said? Nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And then later she had to apologize for it because it fucked up a whole generation of young women. Yeah. Why don't we just why don't we just make the clothes fashionable and not the actual human bodies inside of them? Yeah, you'll why never convince that? me that low-rise jeans will ever look good on my body shape because the thing is trends don't fall in line with what looks good on certain people's body yeah. types. So like I'm never going to buy low-rise jeans because it simply doesn't look good on my body. I think the real like cheat of it is that I mean, if you just wear what looks good on you, you look more fashionable anyway. Yeah, that's so, like, exactly it. It doesn't also, fucking matter. I I always feel like a bit of like a negative Nancy, but I really don't like the idea of trends in the first place. I'm Whoa! all for people. Oh, Check out Nancy Reagan over here, but Miss like, No No Nancy. I feel I feel mean because I walk down High Street in Thornbury and everyone currently wears baggy jeans with a black top and they have a spider clip in their hair where they rolled it up and they have a little clutch and I'm like, you've watched TikTok too much because you look like every single inner north woman i've ever seen on tiktok and that's where my judgment comes in where i'm like i hate these trends because the trends make everyone look the same and it Mm. means that they're not wearing necessarily clothes that flatter them or look the best on them yeah just wear clothes that look good on you you don't need to fucking subscribe to trends they're a waste of your time but also i I, i'm of the opinion if you want to you can it's nice to feel part of something i I would like to one day we're doing good cop bad cop so um sure sure it's not okay i mean there is no good cop um, that's why both of us are being bad as hell. <laughs> um, but, we're going to bust so, you up. So you didn't watch many cartoons. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah, we got off track. Well, I, you know, not speaking of cartoons, this week we watched Fat Albert. <laughs> just, to, just to get right into it. All right. All <laughs> why right, not? Right. And I'm going to level with you. We've watched a lot of Finally. these. Finally. <laughs> she's, str- she's shooting straight and she's leveling with me this episode. We've watched a lot of these. Oh, that thing that your parents... I mean, listeners, I don't know your age. Maybe your yeah. grandparents, maybe you. And bold to assume that people have parents. Okay? You never asked me. Oh, that's Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, you're right. Sometimes I just feel like you don't ask me questions enough. I mean, I like, know you, you have parents. I've met them. What? I know that you have parents. I've met them. You can't prove that they're my parents. We have a, you have no idea We have a text chain just... without you. What? Yeah. What do you guys say? Oh, it's... I mean, it's about you. It's not... Don't, don't worry about it. I don't think uh, you want to read it. Oh. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Yep. 
It's cool. Mm-hmm. It's don't worry about it. And then you you steal my phone, and it's like I'm so proud of Abby. She's doing a good job. <laughs> She's doing great. And I'm like no, but we can never let no. her see this. <laughs> we can. I would her never say this to her enough. face, but she is wonderful. She's a wonderful incredible. person. She's doing really well for herself. <laughs> Look, we've watched a lot of these. Like, oh, that thing you remember from when you were a child. What if it was a live action movie adaptation? And traditionally on this list, they are some of the dullest things we have to watch. And I, I, I got to tell you, there's a lot going on in Fat Albert that I was like, you know what? You're, you're trying your best. Yeah. It you, know? was, you have an interesting idea. It surprised and delighted me in some aspects. And then in other aspects, I was like, Jesus Christ, this film needs to finish. Yeah. Like, I, I it, do think it, would, it like had a general absence of like things happening. Yeah. Well. Okay, this is what I want to say first of all. Sure. I want to say I'm excited for you to teach me more about Fat Albert because I never grew up watching Fat Albert because it's a fucking cartoon from the 70s that I never watched growing up. A lot of American cartoons did play on Australian TV and Fat Albert is not one of them. No, and it's just a different generation to us. Like, I think the people that enjoyed Fat Albert were kids in, like, the 70s and 80s. Sure, but I watched a lot of cartoons like Hanna-Barbera and uh, Looney Tunes that aired in the 50s to the 70s for a variety of reasons, because I'm just a weird... I was a weird child. I'm just weird. <laughs> I was just crazy. I, sometimes I put a ball in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but Fat Albert, I've literally never seen a single episode of. So so content warning, we have no relationship to Fat Albert. <laughs> we came in blind. <laughs> came in fully blind of that man's fat charms. Yeah. I, look, so because I didn't know much about it, watching the film, I was like, I don't really know what the lore is, and I don't know these inside <laughs> jokes that might pertain to L- Fat Albert. Lore is a funny way to phrase it, but the yeah, lore I guess you're of right. Fat Albert. No, yeah, you're hey, right. Fat Albert has existed for 50 years. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot true. of history in that show, but... Watching the film, I was still like, this is still like wholesome and heartwarming. I liked mm. Doris, the girl, because I yes. was like, she's like this sweet loser that doesn't have any friends. And I feel really bad for her. Like, she seems really lonely. She did and seem really lonely. She's like a genuine sweet girl. And then also I liked, like, Albert wasn't just a creep. Like, he had, he yeah. seemed like a really genuinely nice I dude. I mean, that's that's a whole huge thing. That's huge about, for us. Uh, that's, a whole, that's a huge thing for us, but that's a whole huge thing about Albert himself. I really enjoyed some of his characterization, and I I really didn't like how Keenan Thompson portrayed him. But we'll get to that. Yeah, like a whole thing of Fat Albert. Just so you know, is he he is meant to be like very sweet, always trying to help people, and it's like educational, like because mm. Bill Cosby made yeah. Fat Albert. Yeah, and when Bill Cosby turned up in the third act of the the film, I was like, well, yeah, ah. yeah. I mean. Fat Albert, the show, once got rejected by networks for being too educational, which I think is ironic because Bill Cosby lost his career from people being too educated about his <laughs> deeds. <laughs> very true. Uh, look, I'll launch right into the overview because there's some of the things I want to talk about this movie straight away. I'm ready. few key details first. Tell came, me, tell me. Tell me. Came tell out me, and came tell out. Me. Michelle, tell me. I, I will tell if me. you would let me. No, I, I refuse. Oh. I refuse now. I want to know so You will bad. never be told. I really want to know. It is forbidden knowledge. Oh, my God. Oh, I'll just close my ears while everyone yeah. else finds out. Listeners at home, you will be able to know, but okay. Abigail will have to la, be forbidden. La, 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 Don't do this. This is not going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it came out in 2004. The director was, was Joel Zwick, who most notably directed My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Is his name Joel Zwick? Or yes. is it Joel's Wick? It's Joel 
Zwick. Okay. As opposed to a wick belonging to Joel. Right. Yeah. Is this like the prequel to John Wick? No, because if it was Joel's wick, then it would be. Mm. But this is uh, this is the prequel to John's wick. <laughs> is he going to get his wick back? I've never watched John Wick. <laughs> Ever. It's about a dog, right? It's about a dog. It's a real, like, you're not, you're. <laughs> You're not wrong enough, but you're also not correct. I don't want anyone to correct me on that. Just let me go on, like, let me continue my life in blind ignorance. You'll be hidden from all the (laughs) responses. We're going to get finally, like, hundreds of people email in going, (laughs) correct the dog. But it is. But you'll shield me from it. You'll be like, she can never know. Yeah. The truth will kill her. I will never let you know. But, like, it'll, the secret will die with me. But then I'll be like, tell me, Michelle, tell me. So, Joel's Wake directed My Big Fat Greek Wedding. I and, love that and film. And Second Sight. Yeah, he's a good director. My Big Fat Greek Wedding was just an exceptional rom-com. He's also directed 21 successful TV pilots. Whoa. Yeah. Like what? Or rather, he's directed 21 pilots, all of which went to season. Like what? Fuller House is one of the, is the most recent one. Oh, the reboot. Yeah. Good Luck Charlie. Uh, the Sweet Life on Deck, Two and a Half Men. Two and a Half Men? Yeah. You did the pilot for it? The Jamie Foxx Fuck show. I hated Two and oh, a Half Men. Family Matters, the original Full House. Right. Oh, my God. Perfect Strangers. <gasps> oh, my God. Um, it was written by, uh, by someone called Charles Kipps as well as Bill Cosby. And it has, as the main leads, Kenan Thompson, mostly from SNL and Kenan and Kel, as well as Kyla Pratt, who was the uh, lead, who was... Penny Proud in The Proud Family. That was a cartoon I watched yeah. a lot growing up. That was a good cartoon. I loved The Proud Family. That was a good cartoon. And I loved Dave the Barbarian. Dave the Barbarian was all right. I loved... Not as good as Proud Family, but it was it was fun. Kim Possible. Kim Possible is a great one. Yeah. That was a really great one. I feel like that's one of those shows that, like, I don't understand why it's not more referenced. Mm. I feel like we hear so much about shows, like cartoons from the 80s and 90s, and there's all of these shows from the 2000s and 2010s that have had an equal impact on the children that grew up then. Mm. And they're just never acknowledged anywhere. Yeah. They're like scrubbed from existence entirely. I just wonder if it's because it's less like Tumblr aesthetic-y. Like, you know how like mm. 90s cartoons like Angry Beavers, that was a real like Tumblr aesthetic at a certain point because it was like using all these bold colors, I, like the I Arthur theme I cannot song. imagine a, a cartoon I would have less thought of as Tumblr aesthetic as Angry Beavers. <laughs> it is! No, it's not. Yes, it is! I mean, I sing the Angry Beavers theme song periodically because we've now officially, we can't run an ad on this episode. Worth it. It is. It was on Tumblr everywhere. It's just because it had these really bold colours. It was so stereotypically I think you were on Angry Beaver <laughs> don't throw this on me, all right? You don't uh, You don't want to know where I was on in Tumblr, okay? My Tumblr was about aesthetic but not angry beavers, okay? Yes, apparently it was. It was classical art and a lot of shoegaze. You fuck. You fucking idiot. Well, I think the Venn diagram between shoegaze Tumblr and, <laughs> and angry, angry beavers, beavers that's a that's, circle, baby. It merged on juicyandseedless.tumblr.com. Kevin Shields, notably, actually, he made angry beavers. <laughs> he did the theme song. Yeah. <laughs> It's really hard with a single voice to do an impression of shoegaze, given that it's a very thick, layered, guitar-heavy sound. It's hard to make my sound, my voice sound like it's run through three fuzz pedals and a phaser and, like, reverb in reverse. 
Lynch. So the budget for this was forty-five million, but it only made forty-eight point six million. That's a strong profit of three million dollars, baby. <laughs> so returning actors, I didn't think there was any at the beginning, but Raven Simone voiced Danielle, who was only in the cartoon oh. world. And she, of course, recently was in College Road Trip. And also Jermaine Williams, who in this played Mushmouth, who was iPod in the comebacks. Meaning, oh. in such a short span, he has played two characters who are unable to communicate with the leads until close to the third act. It is Weird. revealed that they can actually communicate perfectly fine, where they then p- proceed to berate everyone around them for not being able to understand them. That's so weird. But this time, it doesn't come with the added baggage of being a really weird and awfully done portrayal of someone with mental disabilities. Yeah, that, the so, iPod character was very uncomfortable. It was really awful to watch, but this this was better at least. Mm. You know, that was neat. But here's the overview proper. I'm ready. Doris Robertson, a depressed teen, is watching her favorite cartoon, Fat Albert, when Albert and his friends jump through a portal opened by Doris's tears and out into the real world. <laughs> When you say it like that, it's a bit silly. When I watched it like that, it was quite silly. (laughs) They quickly see that Doris is upset and Albert resolves to help her with her problem before they return when the cartoon will next air. Following her to school, the gang get to meet her foster sister, her unwanted suitor, and the other groups at the school, all the while showing amazement over how the world has changed since the time of the show's setting. The 70s? Yeah. However, they realize that as time passes, they are literally fading away and must return to the cartoon world soon. Three of them manage to return, but when the remainder are interrupted by a news broadcast, they stay to finish helping Doris. A despondent Albert goes to meet his real-life creator, Bill Cosby, who explains that he is based on Doris's recently deceased grandfather, apparently. <laughs> the rest of them return home, but seeing that Doris's problem is not yet solved, Albert makes a dash to help. He finds her at the track relay, where he encourages her to win the race successfully, before skateboarding back home and back into the cartoon world before fading from existence. I really tried to zero in on the most interesting parts of the plot because it's characterized by a lot of the time them just sort of hanging out. Just hanging out, observing the world, being I d- cartoon characters I don't, in like, 2004. A, a movie is allowed to be like a mood piece or a character piece where it's not driven by plot. But what I do hate is when the plot is like, oh, we can't do this until this time. So I guess we'll just hang out until then. Yeah, I love how they're like, how will we get back into the the TV show? And it's it's not like that's an obstacle that they have to defeat. They're not like, how do we figure it out? They're like, well, we know exactly what to do. We have to wait till it's next on. So we'll just chill for 24 hours. Yeah. That's not interesting. Yeah. I want you to fight for it. I want you to, to have to figure out how to get into the universe. And then I want there to be like at least five things getting in your way. Or like one of them goes missing and they're like, we got to find him before it next airs. Yeah. You know, add some urgency. Yeah. Because the fading added a tiny bit of urgency. but The fading was really cool. I thought that was a really cool idea because they quite literally several times, like they come into the world. Albert's got like the most bright red sweater you've ever seen that absolutely doesn't have a shirt underneath it. It's just a collar. Yeah. And, like, everyone is wearing, like, such bright colored clothes. And then they periodically, they get, like, subtly more and more desaturated. That was fun. Mm. I thought that was a cool idea to put into this movie. I gotta say, man, have you ever, like, just bought, like, when I was younger, I think I made the mistake of trying to buy one of those, like, sweaters that had a collar attached, and it's so fucking weird. Mm. Like, I think I was, like, 15 being like, this will be twee, and it's just so weird to wear what is clearly not a sweater, just a very thin, flimsy shirt, but it's meant to look like a sweater, and then they've stitched a collar around it. It's bizarre. I, I also bought a shirt sweater like that, and I was like, oh, this actually sucks. Yeah, this... 
I, I feel like I'm lying to people. Also, even though it's set in North Philly, it's definitely shot in California. And I'm like, mm. Kenan Thompson is fully sweating in what is a thick wool jumper in California. What else has Kenan Johnson been in? Kenan Thompson. Thompson. He was in Kenan and Kel for a few years on Nickelodeon. He's been in a couple of movies, it. but he's been on SNL for like eight. Like he's one of the longest serving cast members at this point. The like, thing is, I just I'm in Australia, so I never watched SNL. Sure, I mean SNL was on some channels. Foxtel. I don't. Foxtel, I don't, Michelle. I don't know. I didn't have Foxtel. Well, My grandma. I'm, I'm just had saying. Foxtel. I'm just saying. I don't know necessarily. The Pringles. I'm just okay, saying. I'm just saying. I don't necessarily know. You don't listen to me. No, yeah, he's been a cast member since 2003. He oh, wow. is the longest tenured cast member. It's been fucking member. 19 years. Yeah. That's it, exceptional. That's why I was like, what's he from? I'm like, SNL. SNL. That's what he's Forever from. Ever and ever. Yeah. Because he, he does have one of those faces that I recognize, but because I don't watch SNL, I've probably seen it in like a skit online and that's yeah. how I know him. He is easily the weakest part of this movie. Yeah. His characterization of Albert is awful. Because Albert's tagline is, hey, hey, hey. Yes. And then he says something that rhymes with that, like, see you at the end of the day yeah. or something like that. Well, I think part of it as well, he has that sort of gravelly voice. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Which Keenan Thompson does when saying, he'll go, hey, 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 here I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Doris, I'm here to help you. And I'm like, what, the, what do you do? He also, Albert is meant to be sweet if a little naive. Mm. And Keenan plays him as if he's just hatched. Like, he's like, what's this strange kind of object here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking? You, ta- you know how to socialize with people. I have to say, I was thinking about parallels I would draw to... Norbert? Fat Albert. Okay. Fat Albert. Because I was thinking about it, I was like, well, I never watched a, a cartoon like this. This wasn't of my generation. But then mm-hmm. I was like, what is a similar cartoon that would have been of my generation? And I reckon it would have been Hey Arnold. Just because Hey Arnold has a similar vibe in that Fat Albert seems to be about like this group of teenagers that hang around Philadelphia. But... Al- Fat Albert is much more educational. Right. Right. Whereas, and moralistic. Like, yeah. But hey, hey Bill Arnold, Cosby, big on morals. Big on morals, clearly. <laughs> but Hey Arnold always had this really cool, like, yeah. they're on the streets of New York and they're all teenagers the hanging score. out. Hell yeah. yeah. And they were all really stylized with, like, strange hair and, and strange And they were always outfits. like, I'm walking here. Yeah. I'm Arnold. I remember there was this episode of Hey Arnold that fucked me up where he was worrying that his grandpa was going to die. Yeah. And he had this dream that his grandpa got leprosy and all of his face and arms just, like, fell away. And it yeah. freaked me out as a kid. I love when cartoons do that. They're yeah. just like they're cause, dark. Because also like kids, I don't know. Kids, kids are, are people. Kids are discerning. Like yeah, they're still like learning and they don't have the full ability to make certain decisions, but like they're still full people with preferences and ju- they can make judgments on things. I think part of it is we tend to think of them not only as like not developed, but we we think they can't experience the same range of emotions mm. and feelings. Kids still have a depth of thought and full yeah. like feelings on things. They want autonomy and agency. I feel like I wasn't really coddled when I was a kid in terms of what I viewed, and it helped me. Like it, yeah. I think it led to like a because I'm incredibly mature. I think it said led to an earlier sense of maturity <laughs> for me. Anyway, I mean, for me, I think it helped and also left me like deeply needing um, help. Help me. No. I have the power about it. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You can save this. Yeah, I can save this. (laughs) Um, No, but it's, yeah, Kenan Thompson's portrayal of Albert is bizarre. I will say, to to jump ahead, I wanted to get, like, so many other things out of the bat first. Mm Mm-hmm. But just because we're on the track of Kenan Thompson. Yeah. One of the defining things, I think, of this being a 2004 adaptation, Mm. nothing in what 
Fat Albert says or does, or the Cosby Kids, which is what the Albert gang is known as, right? is, like, fat shaming him or fat phobic. Yeah. But the other 2004 characters, like, every second thing out of their mouth as soon as they meet Albert, which I think is very telling of what the early 2000s was like with certain social issues. Yeah, 100%. But it also means one of my favourite parts, they go to this party Albert has managed to just organize it by being earnest and sweet. Mm. And then there's a point. So this guy who was played by uh, Omicron, what was his, <laughs> you know, the, the, uh, the, the, the romantic rival guy. Omarion is the name of the actor. <laughs> uh, he played Reggie. That's what it was. Wait, Omarion, is that his full? Is it his... He, his birth name is Omari Ishmael Grandberry, but his stage name... Grandberry? <laughs> that is the best name I've ever heard. Or maybe it's Omarian, but anyway. Why wouldn't you keep Grandberry for I, your stage name, man? Who fucking knows? He, like many of the people in this, is primarily an R&B slash hip-hop artist. Mm-hmm. Don't know why that's the case with most of the actors in this, but whatever. They did have a lot of song and dance sequences that I... I hated he's, the he's trying to like belittle Albert publicly like he has a microphone at the party and is like trying to slam dunk on Albert mm. mostly by fat shaming him and Albert responds by basically just going I'm gonna sing a song <laughs> and he comes from like 1967 to the 70s he has never heard hip-hop ever before he's a natural he fully invents hip-hop off the dome Holy he's like shit, improvising a song and he's rapping in it they start beatboxing i'm like off the dome fat albert can just invent hip-hop he's just a natural. and sampling he's they, just he's absorbed it you yeah. know he's been in this world for like all of six hours and he's just absorbed modern culture entirely yeah he he is a personification of cultural osmosis like he just wanders through and absorbs everything that whole sequence is crazy because he starts rapping All the rest of the Cosby kids start doing a dance that is both very coordinated and also very bad. It's one of the worst choreographed dances I've seen on this list. I gotta say, like, I just, I cannot stand the aimless song and dance sequence in (laughs) these films. Like, we had it with that really strange song, Double Dutch Bus, with College Road Trip. Yeah. Then we also had it in Big Mama's house in the cafeteria. And when they started singing and dancing in this, I was like, my God, I was so, like... I really wanted to skip over it, and I was like, no, <laughs> gotta watch it. I mean, even though I'm gonna get nothing out of at, it. At least singing is part of Fat Albert, but it's weird how many movies on this list have songs in them yeah. that aren't musical. I mean, we've done this social and mental experiment for a year and a, almost, yeah, a year and a half at this you point. Emotional torment. <laughs> <laughs> this is worse than The Rack. This is worse than fingernails getting plucked out this, of my hand. This physical onslaught. <laughs> <laughs> this barrage of, of, of pain and anguish. This endurance marathon that no one subjected us to other than ourselves. <laughs> We've been voluntarily running laps for yeah. a year and a half, man. I am tired. What, what I've learned as a common trend is that this is crops up a lot. Stop doing it. Stop doing the weird song and dance feature right in the middle of the film. We don't yeah. we don't want to see it unless it's a musical. Like unless you're doing if you're like committing to it throughout the entire film, I don't want to see at 40 minutes in someone get up on a cafeteria table and start singing. I don't. All right? I'm putting my foot down. Counter though. Counter controversial even though I said I don't like it. When I was a kid, if there was a, a movie with like a song in it, that's my favorite bit. <laughs> 
Love that. Well, baby Michelle is just a fucking idiot. I, right? Would I'm, you call... I'm going on record and, and calling you a fucking idiot. That's... Wow. If I met you now as a baby, I'd beat the shit out of you. All right? I'd wow. beat the fucking shit out of you. Wow. Right? I'd call the cops and you. I'd be like, hello, this is a little baby. I'm being beaten. My God. I'm being beaten. Excuse me. And I'm just in awe of the fact that you can call the police. I'm like, what yeah. are you? You're a genius. <laughs> They're beating this little gay baby. Help me, I'm queer. <laughs> Help me. It's a hate crime. I, I'm queer and a minor. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, man, I did not know you were queer. I take it back. <laughs> Shit. I, I mean, if if I was a baby, that would have been like 1999. They would have been like, hell yeah, let's jump in on it. <laughs> Let me <laughs> in on that. crimed by the Northern Beaches cops. Let me in on that. In this hypothetical situation. <laughs> There's still some other things. That, like, I thought, like, there's these animation sequences at the front and back and, like, interspersed. Yeah. Which I thought the animation in it, really good yeah, quality. Yeah. It's kind of gorgeous. And you, we needed it because, obviously, they mm. come out of the show into real life. But also, like, the little bits of animation gave me an insight into what the show was like so yeah. I could understand a little bit more. Again, the, the as I mentioned, Fat Albert lore, which yes. I think was the appropriate term. The canon of Fat Albert. The canon of Fat Albert. Yeah. Which I, I'm adamant in preserving, you know, and respecting. But there's also some, like, funny jokes that come because of that. Like, I thought, so one of the characters... You thought? <sighs> What's that like? What's it like? Yeah. Well... Having Let thoughts. me finish the thought. <laughs> <laughs> no. One of the I'm ca- only in here to derail Michelle. One of the characters notably <laughs> has like a big, a giant pink beanie that he wears over his head and his eyes are poking through it, right? Which I think is like a fun little character design for a cartoon and of course translates really weirdly in reality. It's like the OG Kenny from South Park. Yeah. And then there's a point, there's this kind of sequence in Act 2B where we're dealing with because they're fading they're also like losing the things that define them Mushmouth stops speaking in gibberish and discovers he can speak regularly because a child just encourages him to balloon uh, yeah. balloon the tall guy discovers he can play basketball so he's not weird anymore i didn't really get what that meant but oh, i had the same realization in high school <laughs> the day i spun that ball on my finger for tip for the first time yeah you stop being a fucking nerd i was a lion and the and the sheep doth become the wolf. He he also played that whole basketball game in a blazer, and that's king shit. Yeah, I love that. Huge king shit. While that's happening, that guy whose nickname is dumb, and he increasingly has less and less dumb things to say after this. Mm. Like he gets sort of told by Doris, like, "What's under the the fucking beanie, my guy?" And then he takes off the beanie and is like, "You've got a nice face," and he's like, "I do have a nice face." Which is also weird because he kind of talks in like a, I can't do it, but it's almost like a Chris Rock kind of voice, you know, gravelly but high pitched at the same time. He does that sort of like, hey, what's going on kind of voice. And then when it's just a normal man standing there (laughs) doing it, it looks really weird. (laughs) But they did that really fun thing where when he went back into the cartoon universe, he didn't have his beanie on and they were like, where is your face? And he has to, he realizes they never animated him a face. They never drew him a face. So he has to put the beanie back on, which was really fun. That's really great. And I actually liked the love story between Doris and the the guy in the purple. Oh, yes. That was kind of sweet. There's a reason it's on this list. Like, the, there's this bit where they're, like, sitting at a table and he's like, would you ever want to, like, go out sometime? And she's like, what, like a like a date? And he's like, yeah, like a date. And I was yeah. like, I wonder how many times those three lines have appeared in films. <laughs> Do you want to go out sometime? What, like a date? Yeah, like a date. I thought that was sweet, especially because I read 
that character is meant to be like the most irresponsible oh. in the original series. So that's like fun growth for him. Oh, that's sweet. I contrast that quite sharply and aggressively with Albert's romance with the the foster sister, mm. which I did not like because Fat Albert is asexual. Like it, there's there's no <laughs> wait. Did you say asexual? Yes. I thought you said egg sexual. <laughs> no, I did not say egg sexual. <laughs> You sure? <laughs> Fat Albert. I did not. It's like. Uh, Fat Albert, so into eggs. I cannot stress hey, it enough. I have met a man in real life that is so into eggs. What? That he don't, told me that he, I would, don't, he I ate don't wanna... comfortably 24 eggs every day. I didn't. Want... My good friend Lauren. Don't. Her old housemate Richard. Don't name names. Is like. <laughs> he's an egg boy. And I came home one time. I came home. I went over to her house and he was eating like a full on like just plate of eggs. I and I was like, how many eggs is that, man? He was like, it's 12 eggs. And I was like. How, why are you eating 12 eggs? I can't eggs? imagine and the, he was, I, I what remember that checking his amount of protein does to your body. He was a tank. He was, like, rich. Yeah, he was huge. And I remember I checked his fridge and it was, like, there was, like, five cartons of eggs ready to go. Yeah, that I mean, man you described full, consumed t- two eggs. full cartons of eggs per day. One time I asked him what brought how, him joy and he said eggs. How does, I don't know how he affords to, to do anything. All his money must be funneled into eggs. All he thinks about is eggs. Just, I don't know how I would live with... <laughs> no, like knowing the chickens like what they're doing for him and him alone to he's, sustain that man's body he is supporting the egg industry in australia entirely oh my it's on it's I, the weight of the world is on his shoulders I, but the weight is an egg it's just so many so eggs. many i eggs. can't imagine like does he how does he eat them i really don't want to know but how does he eat them he often poach i mean he changed it sometimes he'd scramble them sometimes he'd poach them but he often liked to like he wanted it to be healthy, so he'd usually like boil or poach. Oh, was, I knew you were going to say. I love boiled eggs. No, boiled eggs are so good. I didn't say hard boiled eggs are bad, but when I picture someone like pounding back twenty four hard boiled eggs often do. A, a day, it's the only way you can get off. I do now. That's it for me now. Mm. All that's in my head is someone sucking down twenty four hard boiled eggs per day. Don't tell me it doesn't excite you a little bit. It's ruined me. There's no. How do I possibly record a podcast after this moment? Yeah, I, I, I don't even know. Is really, I don't well, even know it, what I was talking about. <laughs> There's no way to move on. Like, well, you said that Fat Albert was egg sexual. No, I said he was asexual. I don't know about that. Fat Albert, listeners, you tell us. Fat Albert needs no romance or sexuality. Fat Albert is his own entity. He exists for the for the benefit of those around him, mm. and he is nothing but like the I- ideal of like platonic friendship. Mm. And he he loves it. He needs nothing else. He is so happy for everyone. His his romance with that other character was so weird and so forced and made me feel so uncomfortable. It, I did not like it or appreciate it in any way. Yeah, I didn't think it was necessary either. But his romance and his his interest in her was so innocent that I could forgive it. It wasn't like he lusted after her. He more like looked at her adoringly all the time, being like, "Who is that?" Like, she's sure, beautiful. but like she's a sixteen year old girl. She yeah. she wanted more. Yeah, that's a good point. You know. Yeah. That's what I mean. I don't know what to tell you, Michelle. I just don't know what to tell you. Apparently what you thought was appropriate to tell me was about our friend who scoffs 24 eggs. Oh, I could tell you about that again. Gosh, I please, please don't do this to me. I just find it so curious because I find eggs mostly, apart from hard-boiled, disgusting. Hard-boiled, it's all I take. All right? I'm a hard-boiled gal. I, uh, uh, they call me HB. Why don't, why don't we do some trivia? <laughs> 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 Am I helpful to you? <laughs> Do I help this podcast? I am the. <laughs> <laughs> 
one of the things that I had just wanted to address in general is that that end title where it said like it, the movie finishes and then it cuts to a title that says Fat Albert that is it is fully in Comic Sans. <laughs> <laughs> this was before Comic Sans was a meme though. This is a forty-five million dollar movie. <laughs> <laughs> they should have at least used papyrus, like Avatar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe even Georgia, if you want something a bit more classic. <laughs> sure, yeah. Fat Albert using Georgia. Nothing wrong with a good aerial, you know, straight to the point. Impact. Impact makes a huge impact. <laughs> it has made a huge cultural impact given its prominence in memes. Maybe one of the most influential fonts ever made. Impact. Yeah. Wow, is impact used on memes? You know, like all the memes that are like a picture with yeah, text at the top of the That was that's, impact. That's impact. Because it's in capitals, I couldn't tell. Oh. I'm not very smart, Michelle. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad we clarified. Some of the other trivia. Early in development, Omar Benson Miller was set to play the titular character with Forrest Whitaker serving as director. <laughs> what? However, they were replaced by Kenan Thompson and Joel Zwick, respectively, due to creative differences between Whitaker and Bill Cosby. David Gordon Green also expressed interest in directing the film and claimed he lobbied for the director's chair by personally writing a letter to Cosby. So Cosby sure showed them. <laughs> first Whitaker as a director yeah didn't know i yeah I, know. I wouldn't have seen it coming no um i loved this one because of its clear insanity an open casting call was held in both new york and los angeles in hopes to cast an unknown kid actor for the role of fat albert after the exhaustive search in both cities proved futile the producers offered the part to keenan thompson now, I think that's really funny because I can't imagine going like, we have to get a, a fat black kid who can be Fat Albert. And they're like, ah, there just isn't any in New York and L.A. I guess we have to go with Kenan Thompson, someone who is not a child or fat. How old was Kenan Thompson when this film was made? Because this film was 2004, right? 25. He, I thought he was older. I yeah, don't know I mean, why. His career started when he was a, when he was a kid, yeah. Keenan and Kel and stuff. But he was twenty five at this point. Still not a kid. Still not. Still not a kid. Like the I thought, Albert seems like an adult in it. Oh which yeah, is why it's so fucking he fully weird that seems he lusts after or after not lust, but like lust, but he romance. <laughs> no, after. he doesn't lust after anything. That's my whole point. I get it. Oh my god, um, eggs are so soft, especially hard boiled ones. So I get it. This I Put thought your was dick in that. You've got a good time coming. The people listed in the closing credits. Why are you sweating? In the movie, when we see the cartoon, it is on a fake network called TV Land. In the credits of the Fat Albert cartoon, the people listed in those credits are all real-life Hollywood professionals, and some are credited with having served in the crew of this movie. For example, the first on the list, DJ Guggenheim, is listed as assistant to Z Diddy. Joel's Wicks, Joel's Wicks nickname during production was Z Diddy, and DJ Guggenheim was in fact his assistant. Oh, fun! I can't believe that Joel's Wick went by Z Diddy. I can't believe some of the names that have appeared in this podcast in general. We've got Guggenheims, we've got Granberries, we've got Zwicks, we got it all. We, we, yeah. There's a, lot, I mean, there's a lot of people who make movies, uh, but not us. Now, this last one isn't a piece of <laughs> trivia pulled. Oh no! Hey. <laughs> That's a good thing. This is a list of bad movies. Abby, Abby, Abby. Uh, Abby, no. Oh, my God. Did you just? I just thought of eggs and came. Did you just shit? Oh, you came. I tripled myself. Oh, fucking Christ. Here is a piece of trivia. Don't shame me. (laughs) 
Okay, I'm sorry. Eggs are your kink. Who am I to judge? What? What That's is what you this, should be saying what is, to me? I, what is with this egg focus today? Oh, I'm I'm zoned in on the egg. <laughs> you are fully fully zoned in on the egg. Yeah. you've become the egg. I'm egg eyed. What? Egg eyed. Straight guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, this is one not pulled from IMDb. This is just from stuff I found. So, where'd you find it? Just from. No, I, I, I'm i collating different pieces of information that I found. You're collating? Yeah. So the character of Mushmouth is meant to be speaking something adjacent to Ubby Dubby or Ubby Dubby, which is a language game spoken in the English language originating in America in the 17th century. So the idea is that you put Ub before each vowel sound in a syllable. The stress falls on the Ub of the syllable, now, the reason that I mention this is because the person who wrote the Wikipedia article about Ubi Dubi had a really fun time because they gave some examples. Yeah, I need some examples. I'm so, struggling to comprehend. So, good day would be gbud Okay. Extra would be ubextruba. So, you have to start with ub. No, every the, syllable. the ub goes before every syllable, yeah. Yeah. They also say hubba bubba bubble gum <laughs> would be... Mississippi would be Why would it be mub? Wouldn't it be obmiss? You know, like, wouldn't it be obmiss for the first syllable? No, 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 no. Because it goes before the vowel, not before the consonant. Oh. It doesn't go before the syllable, it goes before the vowel. Gotcha. But what if the syllable has no vowels in it? Then no oop? The, what? What the, if the syllable the, has no, no vowels? Yeah, it's just before a vowel. Okay. Uh, but th- they also put zoom would be zuboom. And all human beings are born free and equal in dignity and rights. They are endowed with reason and conscience and should act towards one another in a spirit of brotherhood would become ubol hubaboom. Hububun, bubabuins, ubera baborn. I need it faster. I think I just need it faster. Ubik wububukul. Please speed it up. Ubik wububukul. You've been rabbits. The bay ubara. Ibn da bud ubadoop. Oud. Wubith rabizarubun. Uband. And then we just go straight into like the reviews. I want to take that audio clip and use it as a proof of insanity on your part. Michelle's not right in the head. Oh my God. She's egg sexual and she sounds like this. Please don't. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to show that because I think whoever wrote the article had a really fun time pulling those examples. They had a day off and they're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm finally going to do that Wikipedia page. Because that is an example. Uh, I did not have the ability to pronounce it. I didn't practice. Do you you did his... a very good job. No, I didn't. Uh, do you want to hear some reviews? Yes. Yes. So this has 23% on Rotten Tomatoes. That's we're, higher than I thought. We're still, I'm pretty sure, in the 4.3 is on IMDb. Man, we've been here a long time. What if we've been conned into this list and there is actually no end? It just keeps going through 4.3 movies. Oh, my God. And then in 10 years, we're like, wait, still 4.3? It always, be always so. has been. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. That's good. <laughs> the Rotten Tomatoes critical consensus is 
bland but good natured. Sure. And Roger Ebert of the Chicago oh. Sun Times, although he wouldn't oh, have Roger been Iber. of the Chicago Sun Times at this point, I don't think, gave oh, yeah, okay. two out of four stars, saying this movie is sweet and gentle but not very compelling. Everyone's really like soft with this one. You know how sometimes they're like, this is a farce. Yeah. This is like, it, it's fine. This movie's just trying to be nice, yeah. and in that, it succeeds. Yeah. It's just not very interesting. Everyone has goodwill with this film, even us, and that's rare. Um, now, I will say, finding. Uh, wild reviews for this was a little difficult if not just because everyone who reviewed it is definitely parents who are very Uh, concerned about the lack of swearing in it like in a good way which means they but also being like parents they write like five paragraphs yeah um because my oldest mikey and i love this film but my smallest Tallulah cannot sit down something about 55 year old parents they lose their ability at concision 55 year olds with like toddlers? Well, I, I just, I mean, I assume they'd be 55 now starters. because it was 2004 or something. Don't try and cover your tracks. Well, eight. It was pretty accurate. Eight. It was like 20 years ago. There would have been like. So they're leaving reviews now for this film? No. From 20 years ago? No. Okay. Well, now we're getting somewhere. No, they were leaving reviews at the time. It was so they weren't 55. Right, but they, they, Why don't you they think are now. About these things? But, they, but they would be now. I just don't like being lied to. I'm not lying to you. Is that so much to ask for? I'm not lying to you. I feel like there's something wrong. The I feel like you're being tense with me. information I gave you was correct. We'll just talk about it later. So here's the first review. Kids... Actually, let's talk about it now. Oh, my God. No. Kids will love it by Y Sunrider. So the letter Y and then Sunrider. Sunrider. As if there isn't a film called Sunrider yet. Holy shit. Uh, no, uh, but t- TM, 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 <laughs> TM, TM. Stamp that down. Yeah, copyright, copyright. Uh, yeah, we're, we're in, in the middle of writing a screenplay, so yeah. now in future, in court, we can say you got it from here. We're actually in post already. We're, yeah, we're already in post. Michelle's it's, editing it's... right now. <laughs> That's why I keep panting heavily is because how exhausted I am. I'm She's sweating at the brow. I'm just chilling. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're just chilling. I've written the, the screenplay. I'm done. <laughs> um, a refreshing must-see. The kids love it and watch it over and over and over again. In fact, they loved it so much that I had to go and purchase the DVD. Other children have come to our house, viewed the DVD, and insisted that their parents purchase it too. Of course, when parents know that Bill Cosby is behind it, purchasing it is not a problem. (laughs) It's unbelievable how poorly everything about this episode is aged. (laughs) Combining Bill Cosby, parents' (laughs) favourite... With stars that children love, Kyla, Disney, Keenan, Nick. Again, at this point, he would have been known for Keenan and Kel. Yeah. The music and dancing are what... That's just the end of that. The music and dancing are what really make this film fun to watch. The fact that there's no cursing, sex, or violence is perfect. So an American wrote it. The only area of explanation would be the relationship between Fat Albert slash Laurie and Rudy slash Doris. This shows how a young lady and a gentleman should be. It makes us wonder whatever happened to the times when a man approached a woman with respect instead of the kissing, touching, and disrespect of today. We've found that everybody loves Fat Albert, and being a mother of very young children, I'd recommend it. 10 out of 10. we found that everyone loves Fat Albert. Oh, my God. I just It's so sanitized. I just... I just don't understand when people who have had children are like, I'm anti-sex. I'm like, well, you were pro it at minimum once. <laughs> no, I don't think they were enjoying themselves. Oh, that's so sad. Procreation, baby. Here's another one. Fat Albert is a classic uh, by GBG-1. So <laughs> I feel like a robot wrote it. <laughs> I saw Fat Albert. You got to read it out like a robot now. I saw 
Fat Al... <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I saw Fat Albert at the Philadelphia premiere and noted a full house and wrapped with the movie. All ages were, were present and all were spellbound by the creativity and the storyline of Dr. Cosby and Charles Kipps. Don't project onto others, man. It, <laughs> it has been a long time since so much finesse has been applied to a movie, since crude adult jokes, nudity and sickening violence have been the norm for a long time. This movie broke the ice and is a giant... <laughs> I don't think this person knows what that means. And is a giant step towards reclaiming our right to enjoy a movie <laughs> without embarrassment, repulsion, and exploitation of the actors slash actresses. It has been a long time since I sat in a movie without feeling the need to brace for that jolt that comes with a lot of today's movies, especially if you're watching with a child, your son or daughter, or even alone. Let's face it, this person's scared of getting aroused. Uh, let's f- <laughs> <laughs> They're the um, the priests in Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, Froyo. <laughs> <laughs> let's face it. <laughs> if he had Froyo, maybe he would have been cooled off from melting in the hot, hot stone this lava. This Froyo has really done the trick. You know what, Quasi? I've been an asshole. <laughs> I didn't like Hunchback. I don't understand why they cast the clear hero as a villain. Um, let's face it. The world will now be exposed to good, clean fun, a moving storyline, and a creative plot that won't be matched for a long time to come. Brackets, unless the same writers get busy on another project. Gosh, I loved that movie. 10 out of 10. Wow. Thanks, Cheryl. Yeah. Um, oh, it also says uh, this review was paid for by the Trump 2024 re-election campaign. What the That's fuck? That's crazy. Um, and this last one, this is much shorter. It's titled Phenomenal. Full stop. Randall-25476. And I particularly noted down that this review is from 2018. Oh. This movie is the peak of human performance. It had me deeply invested from start to end, which I didn't really expect it to. This movie had me happy, sad, worried, joyful, and most of all, shocked in the best way possible. Sucks Bill is a bad person, though. (laughs) 10 out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's ridiculous. And on that note, what was your review? <laughs> My review. Look, Michelle, we've been here a long time. We've watched a lot of movies. Yeah, this is our eighth hour of recording today. <laughs> <laughs> I cut every episode from down from a behemoth 10 to, to a neat and tidy little 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. This film didn't destroy me. This didn't make me upset. <laughs> That's where we're at, isn't it? <laughs> That's really where we're at. We've, the review is a toleration review, not a quality review. Like, uh, we've watched... How many bad movies have we now watched? A hundred and... No, 50... This is going to be episode 81. 81 Plus bad bonus films. episodes, this is like 83. I, every single week... Not to count the times we've watched the predecessors to some of the sequels. Yeah. I, at this point in my life, watch more bad movies than good movies. Oh, yeah. And it's it's an endurance challenge. Yeah. It's also a survival challenge. Yeah. And when I get to watch a film that doesn't, like, make me want to claw my eyes out and has certain bits that are actually kind of nice or things that might, like, that are kind of funny or engaging, it's a blessing. It's made my week. And, th- you know, this wasn't the worst, wasn't the best, but wasn't the worst. I'm, I'm going to give this, this sucker a, like, maybe just a four out of ten. Four out of ten. Four out of ten. I mean, that's still lower than the IMDb average, but yeah. that's still high for us. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. I think I understand where you're coming from. The thing that I often come back to is like 
Like, this was released in cinemas. I know that 2004 was a different time, you know? Cinema release wasn't as big a deal, you know, versus, say, like, streaming or direct-to-DVD. But, like, there's so much in this movie that I'm like, you are trying to make something that has some cool ideas and some funny moments. But at the same time, like, if I was a kid, like, seven or eight, and I I spent two hours watching this on TV... I would go, Haha, yeah, I remember that. And I'd, I'd be entertained. If I paid for like me and my two children to go to the cinema and watch it, I'd have a bad time. You mm-hmm. know, I don't think it's very good, but I do think it had some cool ideas in it. So I don't know. I'm going to give it a little lower. Three, 3.4. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say, actually. 3.4. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. think it's great. I probably won't watch it again. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, yeah, recommend yeah. it for like a bad movie night, but you know. I didn't want to cry. I didn't. I didn't turn it off and go. Didn't have Ooh. to do a stop start where like you're yeah. really struggling through a bad film and you have to like keep taking pauses and breaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I could mostly just watch it. Yeah. I, I certainly think it was better than Yogi Bear. If three point oh, four man, is yeah. less than what I gave Yogi Bear, then bump this up to be above Yogi Bear. <laughs> <laughs> That's my caveat with my yeah. score. Well. That was Fat Albert. It was. But please, but. also, you can join us please. on social media. Yes. You can follow us on Twitter at uh-huh. Rate Descend Pod. You can find us on TikTok at Rating Descending, or you mm-hmm. can email us at ratingdescending at gmail.com. I love the emails. I love reading them. I love reading them out if you guys so wish. It's an excellent way to engage. It's 100%. a fun, fun time. Tell us about your day. What's on your mind? Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen you in ages. Please. I would love to get a coffee sometime. Or you can find us on our social media. You can find me on Instagram under Abigail J. Ward. Or you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Michelle.StClair. And don't forget to leave us a review on whatever service that you're listening to us on. Spotify have now let people leave reviews. Yeah. So if you're using Spotify, like we know a lot of you are, please drop us a review because it's super, super helpful. Tell us how much you love us. We'll tell you that we love you back. Or It'll like, be so wholesome. Share it. If you have it, like, sh- like hit the share button. A lot of the, yeah. like Pocket Cast and Overcast, they have like a little share button if you like what we're doing tell people about it it'll be it'll make it way easier to make more yeah more bonus episodes michelle works really hard yeah i do i I try really hard she edits these to perfection so you have to appreciate it and leave her a little review and a little love heart at the end of it oh and then a pleading emoji like (laughs) please yeah please weave me oh what are we watching next week Next week, we are watching Spy Kids 3, and yeah. we'll be doing so with a very special guest. Yeah, tune in for, I always love it when we have a guest. Me too. Also, this is one of those movies that was released in 3D. We're not going to be able to watch it in 3D, <laughs> no. but boy, does that technology age poorly. <laughs> yeah, and I am really excited for this one because I loved Spy Kids as yeah. a kid, and I'm, I'm ready to rewatch them all. It's gonna I be... want to see the little thumb men. I want to watch McDonald's getting inflated in a fucking microwave. You can travel with us down memory lane to rediscover both Spy Kids and what the early 2000s conception of video games would be like. Yeah. It's going to be rad as hell. Player one. Ready? Fight! Ha! Ha! Oh!